and everybody. Oh, it's Janie. I need your help if you don't mind. Huh? That's right. All right. I'm glad I couldn't talk. No, no. I'm glad you're feeling better. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We finished. We finished. We finished the um the the last one. I finally have gotten into something I can cover in a week. <laughs> Usually it takes me one lesson goes on forever and ever. So uh, these these are a little bit different. Okay. So very glad to have you tonight. I know we've got uh, several people. Uh, Gary and Georgia, Anna, they're in the mountains. They're taking a short mountain trip. And uh, uh, Barbara, she's celebrating her 70, 70th birthday today. So her kids were taking her out to eat tonight. And um, the other ones I have no, I don't know. I don't, that's the only ones I know where they're at. <laughs> so everybody else, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, but... Um, but anyway, thank you for being here, and um, uh, again, in our prayers, let's be praying for our homecoming Sunday. It looks like the weather's going to be beautiful, unless something happens, but it looks like the weather's going to be beautiful, so we're going to have a, but no matter, we're going to have a good day anyway, right? And uh, so, uh, just uh, remember, still keep on inviting, and that's all you can do, invite, and then just, hey, but as long as we've done our job, then God's got something to bless that's the way I look at it. If you don't do your job, then what can God bless if you don't do something? But if you do something, then there's something he can bless. And uh, so, um, so we're, just, we're just looking for a good day and good food. Um, we are going to have um, uh, Lewis's barbecue and a pig. And then we're going to have some barbecue chicken uh, and fried chicken. Having grilled, grilled chicken and fried chicken. And uh, so then... Then that helps supplement the meal, you know, in general. And uh, so then bring whatever you want to bring, desserts and all that good stuff. And we'll put it all together and we'll eat together. And then uh, if you want to stay and play, you can stay and play. If you want to go into Bounce House, you can go into Bounce House. That's, 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 up, that's, up, that's up to you. Uh, you can uh, play for a little while. But, uh, and, and, we, and, and for anybody that's interested uh, we are going to we are, are going to do a little work Saturday morning uh, here in the church, and um, uh, we're going to put out some pine straw, and uh, we're going to also try to put up as much as we can the outside stuff uh, Saturday morning, as much as we can. We can't put up everything, but put up as much as we can and get get ready so we don't have so much on Sunday morning to do and uh, and get that, and then you know doing a little little touch up clean up around here. There's always spider webs and all kinds of stuff that, that uh, you know, people like me and Paula pay attention to. Most people don't ever see it, but people like us drives us crazy. And if I can ever, there is a, there is a spider web that runs, you can't see it. That, and every Sunday morning I look up and I see that spider web, and I ain't got nothing tall enough to, to get it, but I'm going to get a ladder or something, and I'm going to get that spider web. Now, because you can't see it this way, but you get the other way, the way the light shines, it, 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 it goes, I can't remember, it's somewhere right in, right in here. Yeah. It's not worth the brush and tip. It's not worth the tip. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how many feet I don't know how many feet that is. It would it would it wouldn't take much if you had about a six foot ladder and, and you know and and uh, get a you know Rhonda, you don't even know what I do, child. <laughs> I'm always climbing on something <laughs> and doing something and up on the housetop or underneath. Oh, Lord, I, sh- I shouldn't even tell you this. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, uh, about 10 o'clock at night, knock, uh, a doorbell rang. Well, of course, I looked on the camera. It was uh, somebody from a rental house. Anyway, he said he was cleaning the toilet in the bathroom, and water just started spurting out. So I went over, and the, and the supply line to the uh, toilet had broken, and water was running everywhere. Did it not turn off? Well, he couldn't have turned it off. Oh, because, see, it was broken below the turnoff valve, and it was coming up. It's the... Anyway, it's coming up through the floor, the supply line to come to the floor, and then you got the valve, the shutoff valve, where it was below the shutoff valve, is what was. Um, no, 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 that, that, nothing would help it, because it's, you know, you're on county water. So, here I am. Has anybody ever tried to turn off one of those valves at the road? Because that's the only shutoff I've got. I got a special tool now. I didn't that night, but I, I jerry-rigged me something, and between a, uh, a, a channel, no, between an adjustable wrench and a screwdriver, um, a, big, a big adjustable wrench screwdriver, I was able to turn that thing. And so when I went uh, the next morning, uh, if I got the water turned off, and I mean, it was just flying everywhere. And uh, so, um, so the next day I went and got what I needed to fix it. And uh, my son, where my son works, and I said, if you got one of those tools, you can turn off that valve at the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, get me one. I thought, I don't care if it's a thousand dollars. I am not. I am not going to struggle with that again. Because I. Well, thanks. And I, all I had was a, my flashlight. The battery was dead. I had a little <laughs> LED flashlight. It was only 14 bucks. It, I mean, it, I, 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 I didn't care. I didn't ask what the price of it was. I thought it, if it's $150 or $200, I don't care. I, I, I am not going to face that again because I know how hard it is to, without that tool. And so anyway, I got the water turned off, so I told him, I said, I'll, I'll get it first thing in the morning. I'll try to get it on. Well, fixing the pot was easy. I mean, that, that, that was nothing. But what had happened, there's a, 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 a register, a heat and air register, right there near the commode. Well, the vast majority of the water had run in that pot, had run to the juncture where the main trunk line comes in, and had run enough water that the, that the pipe, the duck, had torn away from the register in the bathroom and the main trunk line, it had filled that up and had, had torn it away from the juncture. So I had to get in here with this water, water everywhere, this, and it's got sand, that red 
sand under this house. And I'm just wallowing. Just little wallowing in this mess. Well, not yet. <laughs> but thank goodness I could fix it because it didn't cost me much to fix it. Uh, but, uh, but, but anyway, it was one mess in this world. <laughs> well, now, y'all, I don't know what, y'all, y'all didn't need to hear that. You didn't want to hear it. <laughs> My stupid <laughs> It does. I, I tell you what. I, if I had to, if I had to pay for everything, uh, I, I fix a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things. And thank goodness I can. Thank goodness I, I, you know, I don't mind tackling. I'll try it. And then if I can't fix it, then I'll call somebody. I, I remember years ago I was working on some plumbing, and I really didn't have the tools I needed. And, and I knew what needed to be done, but I just could not get it fixed. So I called a friend of mine as a plumber. And uh, I said, can you come out here? He said, yeah, he's actually, I'm, I'm not busy right now. I'll run it right, he did. When he come up, I said, I, I told him, I said, go up under the house. I told him where it was at. I said, and do not ask me one thing. Just fix it. I said, that's all I want you to do, just fix it. Don't ask me why I did what I did. Don't ask me what I did. <laughs> I said, just fix it. That's all I want you to do is go on and fix it. So, so that's what it, so he went in and he fixed it. Anyway, okay, enough of that, enough of that. No, and we're, I, guess, I guess my mind's on water baptism. I got a, got a water thing. Got a, got, a, got a water thing going. <laughs> I, I got baptized under the house. God, what a mess. What a mess it was. Anyway, anyway. And then when I got ready to turn the water on, I had that tool. It just, it just turned right, right into place. That was, that was $15 well spent. Well, $14 well spent. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in my prayer. Uh, let's remember Miss Connie Townsend. Um, she, um, uh, she's going to have a procedure done next week with her heart. Uh, they, they do think she's got a blockage. Uh, and so, um, so let's, be, let's be praying uh, for, uh, for Miss Connie. And, um, and also, uh, Mr. Billy McClam, he's the one that uh, he and his son owns the train that we borrowed several times. Um, and uh, he, he had a stroke last week. I didn't find that out to the end of last week, but he had a stroke last week. And he's doing good, and it didn't severely impede him or do a lot of damage. Uh, but he's, he's, his mind's good, his speech is fairly good. There's just some weakness in some of his extremities. But I pray for Mr. Billy McClam. And he told, he, um, Apollo was talking to his, uh, his daughter, uh, Teresa. And, um, and Teresa said, have you told Elvin about this? He, he, I want him and his church praying for me. <laughs> so uh, so, um, so, uh, so let's, let's pray for Mr. Billy tonight. And uh, uh, Billy Beasley, let's be praying for Billy as well. Uh, and uh, ask for God's grace and mercy. And of course, our homecoming, be praying for that, and uh, and everybody that's involved, and everybody that's doing what they're doing, and I'm thankful for everybody that's doing what they're doing uh, for that, and uh, let's just pray that we'll have a uh, just a wonderful day in the Lord, and uh, whatever that day may look like. So, um, and we are uh, just a reminder we we are we are taking a homecoming offering, and so we're just going to take up one 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 offering. We're going to do it like we do. Um, 
the missions offering. Uh, and so, um, uh, so we set a goal for $10,000. So just give as liberally as you can give. Give what you can give. And um, we'll see what God does with that too. Amen. All right, anything else? I, I know there's a lot more to pray about. Oh, Israel. Don't ever forget to pray for Israel and that mess in the Middle East. God, what a mess it is. Mm. Yes. It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare when they can't even get a speaker of the house. Well, I'll agree. I mean, it's a shame, you know, there's just some things you just don't need to say. There's just some things you need to just keep to yourself. You don't need to put it out there for public opinion. And uh, we'd all be better off if Twitter would just, or whatever, is X now? Is it, it's X. If X would just X out. Um, Facebook, you know, y'all know what I feel about all that stuff. Um, we, we just, we just, and the media, and the media is just, it is, it's just, just, and they tell things that they, they, yeah, it's, it's, we, we just live in a, and you know, and I'll get to the lesson, I promise. For the most part, most people, for the most part, are good, solid-earth people like us. I believe, I believe the majority of Americans are just good, solid-earth people. But we get tainted, and it, they, it just betrayal of everything is so dark and doomy and gloomy. And there is a lot. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. There, there's, there's the Hamas, and there's the radicals, and, you know, and that's... And I'm, I, I, I know that 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 Gates. I, I'm, I'm going to say it. That Gates fella in that 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 uh, that, that ultra conservative Republican. I think he is just as dangerous. I'm going to say it. I, you, and you may disagree. We can get mad if you want to. But I think he's just as dangerous as 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 that radical left is. You know. I mean, accuse McCarthy of being in the pocket of the, of the Democrats. And my God, what did he do? He couldn't oust McCarthy without the Democrats. So what did he do? He jumped in the Democrats' pocket. He's doing the very same thing he accused McCarthy of doing. I'm not saying McCarthy's the best Speaker of the House. I'm not saying he's the best leader that, that we've got. And I'm saying that any of them are. When you do something like that, you leave such a void, knowing what kind of discontent there is anyway, what kind of division there is anyway. And you can't even govern. Because people think they've got to have their way. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I promise. I'm done. I'm done. But uh, anyway. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. The swamp, the swamp side. They're already wallowing the swamp anyway. So, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Good Lord. Well, let's 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 pray. I have eaten up way too much time this evening. Let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful day you've blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and for your mercy. 
Thank you for everything you have done for us. And Father, Lord, may you bless us uh, in this evening. God, may you bless, Lord Jesus, in our nation, God. Uh, it's, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and criticize, and I do a lot of that. But God, but I also know that we can all say, even though we're sitting on the sidelines, and we don't know the inner work, and we know what is going on is not right, and it's not good, and it's not healthy, and it's not productive for us as a nation of people. So God, please, please do something. I, I can't even, I don't even know what to ask you to do, but just do something. And God, I just pray that you will touch in Israel. We pray for the peace of Israel. We pray against the ungodliness, Lord Jesus, that's trying to threaten the very, the very existence of Israel. And Father, Lord, and they have a right to exist because you gave them that right. Lord Jesus, you made Israel. You took one man, one man, and one man's family, and you created what we know of as Israel this day. And so, God, we know that, Lord, they have a right to exist because of you. And so, Lord Jesus, we pray against uh, uh, those radicals like Hamas and Hezbollah uh, and uh, ISIS and all of these other groups, Lord Jesus, that their goal is to annihilate Israel and to do away with it. And so, Father, I just pray, God, I pray, Lord, for everyone that's making decisions in these areas, and God, may you be with them. Father, Lord, we pray for Miss Connie Townsend. Lord, touch Miss Connie. Bless her. Lord, just strengthen her heart, and God, may the doctors find what, 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 what they need to find and, Lord, correct what needs to be correct. We pray, Lord, for Mr. Uh, Billy McClam, that, God, that you will touch Mr. Billy, that you will bless him. Uh, Lord, we pray, uh, Lord, for Miss Jean Red, uh, Lord, and uh, the infection that she has in her body, and, Lord, this fractured hip that she has. And, Father, Lord, we pray, God, that you will touch Billy Beasley, minister unto him. Lord Jesus, Mr. Uh, uh, Ellis Harold Clifton, God, we pray for him. Lord Jesus, we pray for others of our fellowship that need a touch from heaven. Lord, those that are traveling, those that are sick among us that we may not even know about. God, may you bless each and every one of these. And Lord, in everything that we do, we want to do for your glory, your honor, and your praise. And now may the touch of heaven, Lord, be upon us. The touch of uh, your grace, Lord, be upon us. And Lord Jesus, we will bless your name. Touch this Bible study and help us, Lord, to understand the importance of water baptism and what it means to us as a people. And now, God, we surrender all this to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, Liz, I think I got distracted. Saturday morning, uh, we're going to start about 8 o'clock. I will, I was not joking about biscuits. I will have biscuits uh, Saturday morning for anybody. I'll, I will throw a biscuit at you uh, Saturday morning. So uh, you don't have to stop and get you one. I'll, 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 I'll provide that for you uh, Saturday morning. Okay, uh, water baptism. And you probably think, well, what's, uh, well, how does this deal with uh, walking in the Spirit? Well, I think there's a, a lot to it. I want us to I'll look at some things. First, what I want to do is uh, I, I'm going to go through through the lesson as, as, as it's been designed, and then I'm going to go back, we have time, I'm going to talk a little more, some, some things about baptism, some historical things about baptism uh, that you may not know, and, uh, and, and, and some of the origins of baptism and all that stuff, uh, which I think might be interesting, interesting to you. Uh, so when we're looking at uh, the uh, water baptism, uh, it is... In, it, it is uh, in, in our church, we call it, uh, in, in our church, an ordinance. We don't call it a sacrament. 
Uh, and I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't know if I can tell you why. Uh, there's, there's not much difference uh, in I think maybe to get away from this identification with the Roman Catholic Church, uh, where the Roman Catholic Church, they, they call uh, several things sacraments. And those sacraments in the Roman Catholic Church, I need this one, I need Ray here to set me straight. Uh, but, but as I understand in the Roman Catholic philosophy and theology and ideology about a sacrament, a sacrament is something that will, is a, is a way a person can obtain grace from God. Uh, you know, uh, like the Eucharist is considered a sacrament. That's a way of gaining grace. Uh, the last rites is a sacrament. Uh, there, there's seven, there's seven uh, and I can't tell you what they are, there's seven sacraments that the Roman Catholic Church hold to, that they are, they're all grace-dispensing activities uh, that, you can, uh, that you can do. Marriage, marriage is considered a sacrament uh, as well. So anyway, so, but from, from our perspective, let's look at what a sacrament is, not from a Roman Catholic perspective. Now, I, I pulled this from, uh, I believe it's the uh, uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Uh, but a, a Christian rite, this house is defined, a Christian rite, such as baptism or the Eucharist, communion, that is believed to have been ordained by Christ and that is held to be a means of divine grace or to be a sign or a symbol of spiritual reality. Now, notice here in their definition, they employ both the Roman Catholic tradition of a sacrament and the Protestant tradition of a sacrament. The latter part, the first part that, that is held to be a means of divine grace, that's Roman Catholic. Uh, Protestant is to be a sign or a symbol of a spiritual reality. So it's a rite, it's something we do. So basically, there's as, as, as far part of the Protestant stem of, of Christianity, uh, there's only two ordinances that we basically hold to. That is water baptism and communion. That, that is the two. And in, and in, in, in our traditions is, as well, uh, the washing of the saints' feet is also considered an ordinance. Now, not everybody in the, in the Christian tradition holds to the washing of feet as a, as, as a sacrament or as, a, as an ordinance, uh, but, uh, but, but uh, our, our particular denomination does. Uh, even though we don't practice it, most churches don't even hardly practice foot washing anymore. Uh, some do, but a lot, lot don't. Um, that's one reason I've tried, I've started trying to incorporate it into our Thanksgiving service and having, having the foot washing. Because it is, it is, it is something, there's, there's, a, there's a significance about the, the washing of the feet uh, that's very important. Now, I've already, what I've already talked about that, I've got ahead of myself, uh, the, the two sacraments of the, uh, that are practiced generally by the Protestant church against water baptism and communion. Now, why should a believer be baptized in water? Well, I think most of you understand that. Uh, but let's, let's, let's go back and, and look at it again of why, why we as believers should be baptized in water. And, uh, and I may, I'm going to share some things with you that might surprise you a little bit, some things you may have never thought about. Um, first of all, it's commanded by Jesus. That, that's, that's the first reason why as believers in Jesus Christ ought to be baptized because it was commanded by him. Uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 28, the scripture I use quite frequently, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, doing what? 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always and even to the end of the age. Amen. So let it be. Uh, so, uh, so, so we find that it's commanded by Christ. It is also, it is our personal testimony that we have received God's gift of salvation. That's, that's, that's an important thing because water baptism is a public declaration of, the, of what we believe God has done in us, of what we've received from the hand of God. In Acts chapter 8, now as they went down the road, they came to some water. Now this is with uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Now, you have to keep this picture. Uh, if you remember, remember the story. Um, Philip was leading a revival in Samaria. Uh, there was a lot of great things happening. God took him out of that by the Spirit, literally transported him uh, physically from that area uh, to, a, uh, to a place called Azotus. And, uh, as, and there he met this Ethiopian eunuch that was riding in a chariot, reading a scroll that happened to be the scroll of Isaiah, and Philip, I assume, ran up to him and said, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch said, well, how can I unless somebody explained it to me? And so he, uh, he said, well, let me look and see what you're reading. Now, that's, 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 that's my add-on to that. And so he, so he invites him up into the chariot, and he gets in the chariot, and, and, and lo and behold, he's at a Messianic text. Matter of fact, I think it's, uh, he was at Isaiah 61, and the Spirit of the Lord was upon me to preach the gospel. And we see that uh, applied to Jesus in the gospel of Luke. And so, so, so he begins to explain to him that, that this is, about the Messiah. Let me tell you, this Messiah has come. So he is telling him about Jesus Christ and what Jesus has done and, and, and the fulfillment of Jesus. And so as they're going along, the eunuch says, well, ev well evidently, John has said, said you repent you, uh, and you believe and you get baptized. Well, they come along, the eunuch said, well, there's some water. Why, why shouldn't I be baptized right now? And this was Philip's response. If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He gave the right answer. And so with that, Philip said, Whoa. They got out of the chariot, went into the water. Philip baptized him right then and there. And, uh, and, and one thing, that, and, and, and I may get ahead of myself, and that'll be okay. Um, but one thing that you know in the, in the New Testament, almost every time somebody accepted Christ, they were almost immediately baptized right then. The early church, there was no waiting period. There was no... Almost immediately, they were baptized. 
uh, at, that, at that juncture. So, uh, so many people even today believe that when someone accepts uh, Christ, uh, that they should, they should be baptized. And there are some churches uh, that have, bapt- uh, have uh, confessions of faith on a regular basis. You have a baptismal pool uh, that is just like a swimming pool. or I mean, it, it is kept, it is kept uh, clean all the time, and they baptize on a regular basis. Some baptize every Sunday. Uh, they have they have a baptismal service. Uh, so, but anyway, anyway, uh, but that that was that that's that's kind of the way it was done in the New Testament. And so, uh, well, again, I, I've already said all that. But he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the unit went down in the water, and he baptized him. Now, so so it is. So this baptism is a is is an acknowledgement of what Christ has done in us. But it also opens our lives to the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, if, if we look at Acts chapter 2, now when they heard this, now this is on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit's been poured out. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And Peter said, and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Um... So Peter has preached. They're responding to the message of Peter. So they're asking, what should we do? And Peter's response was, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because remember, in this context, they had seen the outpouring, the, 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 uh, the, the effects or the display of what happened when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And so, and so in this, Peter is tied. Notice he said, repent. That's another pattern you're going to see in the New Testament. That before you're baptized, there needs to be repentance first. Repent and let everyone be baptized, again, in the name of Christ. This brings up a big controversy. You know, in Matthew, it says, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, or in Acts, in the book of Acts, that formula is not used. It's only used in Matthew's gospel. Well, there's a whole group out there that that claims that you should be baptized in the name of Jesus and the name of Jesus only. I'm going to tell you something about that group. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound a little harsh and critical, but let me tell you something about that group a lot of people don't know. That group, and, and, and there's, there's more than one, but one of them is, is, um, is um, United... Is it United Pentecostal Holiness? UPC, United Pentecostal Church, something like that. Anyway, they, that group, they believe in, in, in Pentecost, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But they are not Trinitarians. They're not Trinitarians. They believe that, that 
the Trinitarian doctrine is solely a, 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 a Roman Catholic error and false teaching. That's what they believe. So, so in, a, in a sense, they wouldn't tell you this now. They, 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 they will not tell you. They would, they would fight me to the hilt if they heard me saying this. But in reality, they don't believe that Jesus Christ is God as the Father is. That's what, that's what it boils down to. Now, they, they, they don't teach that. They don't, but they don't believe that, that Jesus Christ is on that equal level with the Father. And so, what they, what they basically teach is that, is that, that in the Old Testament, Jesus was manifested as the Father. And in the New Testament, he was manifest as the Son. And they do not believe in the divinity of the Holy Spirit. They believe the Holy Spirit is a power of God. But not God. Which is contrary to the Scriptures. You read the scripture, you, 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 I mean, it's emphatic the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah, it, why, and Jesus said, look, you can say anything you want to about me. You, say, you, may, you, 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 can, you, you can say anything about the Son of Man, Son, Son, Son of God, but you, you better not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now, if the Holy Spirit is not God, why in the world... How can you blaspheme an it? How can you blaspheme a force or a power that comes from someone else or something else? It don't make sense. Their theology, their theology is just really messed up. In my opinion, it's really messed up. And uh, so, but, but, but because they say, when you get to the book of Acts, Holy Spirit's poured out. Baptism before is always in the name of Jesus only. And when you're baptized, you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And also they expect that when you are baptized in water, that when you come up out of that water, that you're supposed to come up speaking in tongues. And if you don't, they question your salvation. It is a very damnable theology. I'm telling you. Because I've dealt with it. I dealt with the heritage. I had an infusion of UPCers that come into heritage. And I had to send some of them home. I said, we're not going to have it. Because they're very aggressive in their ideology. They're very aggressive. And, and they, 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 and, and, um, you know, and, and, the, and anyway, the, the, anyway, 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 I've, I've, I've dealt with a number of them over the, over the years. And uh, so, so anyway, so, um, but I, I think there's, there's room for both of these formulas. 
We've got the words of Jesus. You know, Jesus said, it's a tribute to Jesus, and Jesus said, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's good enough for me. And, um, and someone, someone noted, and I don't, I don't know if this really plays into or not, but someone noted that the reason the, 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 the Trinitarian formula is not mentioned in the book of Acts is because they were trying to make a distinction from the baptism of John and the baptism of Jesus. And that was still because John was baptizing. And uh, we don't know what formula, because at, at, that, at that time, you know, he was, just, he was just probably just baptizing in the name of Jehovah. And so they were probably trying to, some, some, some reason that he was, they were trying to make a distinction here between the, John's baptism, and that's the reason they emphasized being baptized in the name of Jesus uh, as opposed to, because you remember uh, in, when you go on in the book of Acts, I believe it's Acts um, 19 or somewhere in there, uh, where Paul meets those 12, 12 men from uh, Ephesus, and he asks them, have you... Have you, uh, have, have you received the Spirit since you believed? And they said, we haven't even heard of there be a Holy Spirit. We don't know what you're talking about. And so, uh, so Paul responded. He said, then, then whose baptism were you baptized in? And they said, in John's baptism. So see, they had missed, they had missed Jesus. They had somehow had connected with John. They were baptized by John, but they didn't, hadn't heard about Messiah coming. They hadn't heard about Jesus, and so therefore, at uh, so when 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 uh, so at that point, uh, Paul rebaptizes them in the name of Jesus again to make that distinction between the baptism of John and the baptism of Jesus. Okay, that's the argument. I don't know if it's right or not, but that's the argument. Okay. <clears throat> Now, also, if a believer should be baptized, and this, is, this goes along with uh, being under the, under the influence of the uh, Holy Spirit. If a believer should be baptized in the Holy Spirit before having the opportunity to be baptized in water, does that mean that he should not, or he or she should not be baptized in water? In other words, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit before you're baptized in water, should you, is, is that a greater baptism than the baptism in water? Should you just not worry about being baptized in water? I would say no. I would too. Because actually I fit that bill. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit before I was baptized in water. And so, uh, so and, and there, there, are other, there are other examples of that. And again, I've got no. Uh, in the case of Acrinaeus and his family, that's in uh, Acts ch chapter 10, uh, when Peter goes there. And when, when Cornelius and his family, they were saved, and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit all in one swat. And then, after that, then they were baptized in water. So, if, if the Lord works in you in that way, and he did with me, he knew how hard-headed I am. He knew he needed, to get, he, he needed to get all of me he could get from the get-go. And he did. I mean, uh, I was saved. Three weeks later, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then that was in, in January and February. And then in um, uh, April of that year, I was baptized in water. Uh, so, 
so, so, so in this case, and, and biblically, we've got a biblical example of that. Uh, so being baptized in the Holy Spirit before you're baptized in water does not counteract either one of those two things. Okay? You still need to be baptized in water because it's a command of, uh, of the Word. Now, what hinders some people from being baptized in water? Well, I've got, I've, I've got some things listed there for you. One of those is fear. I mean, I've just met some people that are just absolutely terrified of water. I mean, even pouring water over you. They, they, they just, they, they're just scared to death to be back. I mean, I don't understand that. I don't have phobia. But there are some people who do. They're, they're just, they just have an inordinate fear. Vanity. Uh, I, so some people will be because of vanity. I remember uh, when we were having children. And uh, y'all remember Lamaze? They don't even do that anymore. You know, when I was when our children come along, Lamaze was the big thing. And uh, so going to Lamaze classes, I, I laugh my throat. Well, <laughs> the instructor she used to tell me because we get down on the floor and we say, and I just start laughing. And she said, "All right, well you get that you get that labor and delivery room. Ain't gonna be nothing funny then." <laughs> <laughs> she, she would get, I couldn't help it, I'm just, I'm just laughing, and, uh, and, and so anyway, but uh, she was, she was a Methodist, I'm not down in Methodism, she was a Methodist, and I don't know, something came up about baptism or something was said, and she said, I know you folks, I know you Pentecostal folks, you believe in being uh, baptized and immersed in water, she said, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a Methodist, and I got sprinkled. That's good enough for me. I ain't getting my hair wet. I would call that a vanity statement. That, 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 that is just sheer vanity. I'm just not going to get my hair wet. Now, I did have a lady uh, some years ago uh, that when she came in for the bath, and I didn't, I didn't correct her. I just, I just went and did it. I thought it didn't make. She, she put her shower cap on. <laughs> but now, but now, but you got to keep in mind she was over seventy years old, you know, and it was not as much of preserving her hair. She really was trying to protect her ears, and because she, she had some health, health issues and health concerns. So I, I, I it was, it, it, for me, it was okay. Uh, that she did. She didn't ask me. She just, she got ready to go in. She put her shower cap on and <laughs> here we went. <laughs> but, so anyway, uh, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Um, but pride, another thing is just, it's just pride. I, hey, I am not, I, I'm just not going to do this. I don't have to do this. Um, but, you know, baptism, if the Lord commanded it, if the Lord says this is what you do, and not only did Jesus just say it, but what else did Jesus do? Well, he was baptized. Not that he had to be. Not that he needed to be. He was sinless. He was nothing, there, was, there was nothing, no regeneration he needed. So if our Lord and our Savior gave us the example of being baptized and gave us the command of being baptized, then what do you think we should do? We need to be baptized. That, that's, that's exactly right. And so, so this pride is a sense of rebellion. You're rebelling. When you say, I am not, I'm, I'm not going to go and get in front of a group of people. I ain't going to go into a dirty uh, pond, and you know, like we used to. We don't have to do that anymore. But go into a dirty pond and, and, or, or, or whatever and, and, be, and be baptized. Now, I, I'm not going to do that. Well, that's, that, that is, that's, that's a disobedience. 
that is that 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 is goes along with pride. So, but it does keep some point. And some people are just ignorance. They don't know. They, 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 they don't know that they should be patient. So they're in some tradition or they're in something that they, 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 they've not been taught this, that, you know, being baptized, so they don't know it. And if you grow up in a tradition that they did sprinkling, that's all you know. And, we, and if we get time, we, we, we may talk about sprinkling and infant baptism and all that stuff, too, and where, where it's all generated from. So what does water baptism uh, symbolize for the true believer? Okay, so first of all, it symbolizes our commitment to Jesus Christ. Now, when you take the Roman Catholic Church, uh, and again, I'm not picking on the Roman Catholic Church, I'm just, I'm just using an example. There is, there is a philosophy, and, and it's, I would say primarily in Roman Catholicism, but there are also some Protestant churches that follow this same ideology too, is that they believe in what is called regenerational baptism. Now, what that means, what regenerational baptism means, is that you are not saved until you are baptized. That is one reason that the Roman Catholic Church the Presbyterian Church, the Episcopal Church, and some others practice infant baptism. Because they believe the only way you can be saved is to be baptized. And so infants, for them to become a part of the church must be baptized. So in their teaching, that when they take that child and they present it to the priest and that child is baptized, in their ideology, that child is saved. That child is made a part of the church. Then when the child gets to the age of understanding and reasoning, then they go through catechism. And they're taught what the church believes and how you're supposed to behave as a member of the body of Christ. And then you are, what do they call it? Confirmed. Then you're confirmed. I, I'd, and if Ray was sitting here, I would, I would say the same thing. That is not biblical. You can't find it scripture. There is nowhere in the scriptures that talks about baptizing infants. They said, well, what about when, 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 when Jesus said, uh, forbid not the little children to come unto me. He won't baptize. That's exactly right. He won't baptize. He was blessing. The mamas wanted him to bless their babies. He was not baptizing. He wasn't sprinkling water on them. He was blessing them. And so there is no, there is no president in the scriptures anywhere for infant baptism. Nowhere. And actually, infant baptism did not come around until about the 1600s or so. Or it might have been, maybe it might have been 1300. I'm getting all these dates 
in my mind. Anyway, it was much later. It was much later. The first few centuries of Christianity, did the, the concept of infant baptism was not even in it. Even the concept of sprinkling as a form of baptism was not even, not even part of the, of the earliest part of the church. Uh, even, uh, um, was it around the 5th century, maybe, uh, is where the Roman Catholic Church adopted either sprinkling or immersion as modes of baptism. And then it was later after that, that under, I think it was under Constantine, when, when, the, when the church was made, was that was the 3rd century, no, it was, it was, so it was, late, it was, it was later. But that, that's kind of when it started. But it was much later that, that anyway, that, that sprinkling became the primary mode of baptism in the Roman Catholic Church. So it, it evolved in the Roman Catholic Church over a number of centuries of time before it became a part of it, but was never part of the early church. So, so, so baptism for us is a symbol. But it has to really kind of go beyond just a symbol because it's not, it's not that, that that water baptism does nothing for you. It does do something for you. There, there, there's something important about it. But it is a symbol of our commitment to Jesus Christ. And we're baptizing. Baptized, we're saying that we have committed our life to Jesus Christ. It's an outward symbol of an inward work that has been done. Uh, in Romans chapter 6, uh, verses 3 through 4, or do you not know that as many of you were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized unto his death? So you see, it's a baptism unto Jesus Christ and unto the death, and also, as we're going to look at in a minute, or the resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism unto death, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So the expectation when you baptize someone, and this goes against baptismal regeneration, that when you baptize somebody, they need to already be a Christian. This, this act of baptism is just a, it's just, it's, it's just a, a, a rite, it's just a, a symbol of what Christ has done inside of us. So the act of, so, and, and, and this is, I've already said it, but the act of baptism involves two elements. It involves burial, the old, the old man is dead, and the new man, resurrection. Now, now here, this is this is this is interesting to me. Now, I and I never could pinpoint at what stage of, of of church history this was at, but in some parts of the church. Now, and we're not sure. We're not sure if this was done literally, or if it was in a figurative sense. But there's this thing that was written around the second or third century of Christianity called a Didache. And what that is, what the, is it was a, it was like a, a it was a, 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 a policy and procedure man, man, uh, manual for Christianity, where they had written up some standards for the church to follow, teachings. Didache, Didache, 
comes uh, from a, a Hebrew word means to teach. It was just basic teachings, explaining teachings of the church. And, and part, of, part of what was in the Didache is that, is that uh, this, this burial, death, burial, and resurrection as being reenacted in the baptism. And so there was a statement uh, that, that the candidate should be stripped naked and baptized and then they would be given a new garment. So it is, it is typically taught that there was a, there was a sector in the, in, the, in the church that when you were baptized, you, you, you were naked. Now that would draw a crowd. <laughs> well, it depends on who's being baptized. Um, but then some, but, 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 but nobody knows, and some are, are, was it just the outer garment that was taken off? And so they were not totally naked, you know. And, uh, but, but, but after they were, after they came out of the water, then they were put, they, they were, was put on them a, a, a new clothing of white to symbolize that they had been resurrected out of the old. So they're casting off the old and resurrected to the new. Uh, but again, these were just symbolic. It was always, in the earliest part of the church, it was always that it was repentance preceded baptism. You had to, be, you had to repent, believe, then you could be baptized. And uh, so, 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 the, so the two basic elements is burial, and it's very true. And that's one reason we believe because uh, in, the, in, in, in the Greek, the word that is used for baptism is bapto, which is where there's a derivative that is baptismo. And that word literally means to dip. Matter of fact, Josephus, Josephus, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, he was a Jewish historian that he wrote a lot about that era, the early Christianity, uh, and uh, some of his stuff is reliable, some of it is not. But actually, uh, uh, Josephus referred to John the Baptist as John the Dipper because he baptized by immersion. And so the idea is, it's always been that they go under, totally under the water. And are brought back, brought back up like death and resurrection. So, um, but we notice in uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to our mortal bodies. Through his spirit who dwells in you. Uh, so, so we find, I and mean, I, I, I might have to stop here. I'm not going to be able to finish this. Um, if I had to talk so blooming much and told you stuff that was not important, we got through it. Um, but, but again, but again, it's this, this idea of Christ dwelling in us. This new man in Christ, this new individual in Christ is so very, very important. Uh, so we'll, we'll, fin we'll finish this up next week, okay? Uh, but it really is interesting to kind of study the history of, of, of water baptism. And uh, one thing I will let me note this is that it did not originate with the church. It did not originate with John the Baptist. 
Uh, the Jews, and I'll talk about that a little bit next week. The Jews have, have for centuries practiced ritual bathing and cleansing. That many people, people see as the precursor to uh, water baptism in the New Testament. And so anyway, we'll talk about some of those things. Okay, anything you need to ask pertaining to this? I tell you what, if, if you hold that to next week, I'll get into that, and I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk about how we got into uh, in, in, in the sprinkling. And it really does go back to the Roman Catholic Church, that, about the sprinkling. But I, I'll go a little more depth in that, and we'll talk about that next week. Okay? All right. Very good. Remember Sunday morning. Got a lot of activities. Got a lot of going on. And uh, so... Um, uh, so looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to it and looking forward to a good day. So God, Lord bless you and Lord be with you and cause his face to shine upon you. And uh, it's Saturday morning, again, I'm just, if anybody, Saturday morning, we've got um, at, um, at around 9, 9.30. I'm not, sorry, 8, 8.30, 8, 8.30. If you, if you, if you just, just ain't got nothing else to do and you want to come hang out, come hang out, get your biscuit. Uh, and, uh, and we'll do a little bit. It's not, it's not going to be any deep cleaning. It's not going to be, it's just kind of some superficial stuff that kind uh, of kind of straighten up and, uh, and, uh, and do, get some pine straw out and stuff like that. Okay? All right. God bless you. God be with you. Amen.